Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello, welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Tom Marvin, Senior Technical Editor at BikeRadar.com. Joining me today for his first ever time in the podcast studio is Max Wilman. And here's one of our video editors on our ever so brilliant Bike Radar YouTube channel. How are you getting on, Max? How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks very much, Tom. <laughs> and thank you for having me here. Quite all right. Quite all right. We're going to talk about what you do in a minute, but I'm going to ask you first... How are you getting on? What are you up to at the moment? What are you riding? What are you, what are you editing for the, tube, for the channel? Oh, so many questions. Mm. Uh, I'll start off with the riding. So recently, I just picked up a very nice Vita Summit uh, as my new long-termer. Nice. So I'll be on that for the next for senior year. And that's, a, that's an Enduro bike for the uninitiated. It is, yep. Yeah. It's a 170mm front and rear mullet. It's the first mullet bike I've ever ridden. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. But I've only been out a handful of times on it okay. so i'm still getting used to the quirks wicked and that's for bike radar that's for bike radar yes yeah. so you can uh, check that review out it'll be coming out on bike radar in every, the next every few months every every few months little right. updates here and there okay and what are you editing at the moment currently i'm editing woman's road bike of the year wicked um which is nice it was shot in the uh mendips and surrounding areas it's uh very picturesque it actually looks a little bit like wales mm. lots of sheep good lots of you know, fields and rolling hills and generally UK looks and aesthetics. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Excellent. Well, um, I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you? How are you, Tom? Oh, thanks, oh, yeah. Max. Yeah, no, oh, I'm sorry, fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm all good. I'm I'm a busy boy. I'm a busy boy. I expect you are after your uh, three months sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I took three months off work, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love my job, if I never had to work again, you would. I'd be a happy boy. I think most people would be in the they same would. boat. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I'd, I'd get so bored. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get bored. <laughs> Let's be honest. If funds weren't an issue, yeah, that. You'd do anything, right? Yeah. You could do anything and everything. So it'd be great. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, for the next forty years of my life, I'll quite happily be here at Bike Radar and MBUK. Chatting to punters chatting like to myself. People, chatting yeah. to people like you, Max, <laughs> making podcasts uh, and writing reviews. So yeah, right. We'll move on from that rubbish. Um so Max works, you know, you, you're one of the videographers and editors at the Bike Radar YouTube channel, uh, and you're a mountain biker. So we thought we would make uh, a little, record a little podcast on how to make an MTB shred it. Yeah, yeah. Um, how to make cool little video clips of you and your mates, um, well, for a wide range of reasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I got here. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's how all this kick started for me. Cool. Started as a photography GCSE. Really? Moved on to filming scary movies on my uh, dad's old video camera nice. with my friends in Blair Witch Project in the field. Yeah, 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 exactly. Brilliant. You know the ones, um, the ones that make you puke because <laughs> of the camera shake. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and then realizing that actually really enjoying mountain biking around the same time, realizing that I can combine the two, and taking inspiration from such movies as uh, Life Cycles and Three Minute Gaps and all all the kind of the good juicy mountain bike content that I had growing up as a, a yeah. teenager, so yearning yes. for the two wheel shred sled <laughs> lifestyle. 
So I guess like a little bit of a hobby has turned into a legit career. Yeah, I, go, I guess I guess can't many people can't really say they've succeeded in doing yeah, yeah. you know what they set out to do. And I mean, it's uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel very fortunate. I feel very lucky to to have landed this position, and um, you know, it's it's now opened so many new doors, and yeah. I've got to play with all the fun toys that I wouldn't have necessarily had access to yeah. under my own steam. So, I mean, you guys talk about your cameras and, and lenses and stuff and, you know, when, when a new bit of uh, kit has been bought and it blows my mind just how, like, how expensive all this stuff is. But mm, mm. I guess the point of our podcast is to say that actually you don't need to be spending 10K on a no. camera body. Not at all. Or a lens. Not at all. There are so many budget end friendly options on the market these days and so many iphones you know and gopros and these kind of cameras are great for like beginner intermediate videographers that are wanting to start something new wicked do you still enjoy doing it yes no i do yeah yeah i definitely do i don't well, it depends it's passion isn't it mm. it's it's passion for an idea and if you've got a really solid idea i've, I've still got you know, 10 well, tens, maybe tens a bit excessive. I've still got like a good handful of shred it, fun shred it ideas it floating around in my head that I'm yet to do because I need to find the right talent, mm-hmm. the right location, the right timing. You know, I've got to fit it in around my nine to five. And uh, they're all really, really fun ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. They just need to be put to paper, you know. Or put to computer screen. Or put to computer screen. We are in the digital age after all. Yeah, we're not on VHS no more. Wicked. All right, well, um, let's let's crack on with the meat of it all. Um, so we have a list of questions, or a list of topics. And the first one is, where do you start? You've got to start at the beginning. So I guess, you know, if you're going to, if you think, all right, I'm, I'm going to make a mountain bike film, mm-hmm. where do you start? What did you do first? First of all, uh, I, it's, that's quite a tricky one. Normally, if I've come up with an idea, it's come to me through either music or inspiration from other people's work. Okay. Um, it's really hard to find an original idea these days because, mm-hmm. you know, like everything's, you know, especially in the movie industry, everything's been done. There are loads of subgenres now, but for the most part, as the human species, we've covered off mm-hmm. most topics. Mm-hmm. And it's just recreations of other people's work. You know, you could say the James Bond films, for example, you've now like the Mr. Grey I think came out the other day with um, Ryan Gosling in, and uh, that that's basically just like another born identity okay. James Bondy type thing, you know. So so don't don't focus on trying to create something original because you'll just be pulling pulling hairs and okay. hurting yourself. Yeah. Just just if it's your first time trying to make a nice mountain bike shredder, a good enjoyable watching mountain bike shredder, just make it easy mm-hmm. look for videos you've enjoyed in the past and try and recreate some shots from mm-hmm. there and um starting with a music track i would say is probably quite a, a good start because for me personally if you can go out with a, with an idea in your head and a music track in your arsenal already mm-hmm. it gives you i think a more creative approach to when you're out shooting in the field and you can think of how the music and the beat goes and mm-hmm. you can think of exactly a bit of the mood of the, the yeah video. exactly if, if, if the song's a bit you know like choppy and fast and a bit like you know punky heavy 
maybe you go fully freehand, no gimbals all the way down, erratic zooms, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's more of a low, slow building, uh, atmospheric track, maybe you want, you know, shoot 120 frames per second, lots of slow-mo, lots of smooth gimbal shots, some drone stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then anything in between. Cool. Yeah, okay. I mean, do you need to sort of think where you're going to put the video early on in the process or, you know, is it yeah. going to go on YouTube, IG? Yeah, yeah, totally right. Yeah, so so yeah, depending on where you want to start, you I guess you want to think, right, okay, so I want to start making videos for a living or for fun. Mm. Um, doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be for a living. Yeah, let's think about fun videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if, you're gonna, if I'm going to make videos for fun, I would, and it's shred it related, I would either want to post them on... YouTube, Pinkbike, or Instagram. Okay. Personally, um, in probably in that order. Uh, in the past, for me, I'd always post a Pinkbike first, just because it, it seemed a bit more. Um, can you host videos on, on Pinkbike? You can post your own videos. Yeah, as long as you've got a, as long as you've got a uh, profile on Pinkbike, you right, you can okay. post videos and people can comment, view, yeah, like. Yeah. You know, the same as YouTube. You get loads, of, and if your video is good enough, you get a list of comments saying vod, 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 vod. <laughs> Right. Which is video of the day okay. if, uh, for all the listeners out there that don't right. understand what that means. And um, yeah, that so was always go, the aim, so. But now you'd, sort of, you'd go straight for YouTube. I would go straight for YouTube because YouTube these days is much, much bigger than it was, you know, oh God, how, however many years ago it was when Five, I was doing, ago, yeah. starting all this stuff. Yeah. So I would go for YouTube these days. It's just much, much larger platform. Um, people... Yeah, just view stuff a lot more on YouTube, mm-hmm. I would say. Do you need to be making longer videos for YouTube? Does it have to be like five, ten minutes? Or can you do like your 30-second, one-and-a-half-minute sort of Genuinely, gen- Generally, I would say the human attention span is shortening. Yeah, It's getting less and less, and that's why things like Reels and TikTok are so appealing to people uh-huh. because you get stuck in a scrolling fest of just yeah. a few seconds of wicked clips yeah. stupid clips in a in a row it keeps your attention mm-hmm. and it keeps you on your phone mm-hmm. so these days i would say try and aim away from like five minute shredits four minute shredits and go go for like if you're gonna max it out probably three minutes okay around the three minute mark is enough because yeah. any more than that people are start gonna you know gets a bit self-indulgent doesn't it yeah exactly yeah exactly you don't want to go down that avenue i watch a lot of instagram reels because despite being in my mid-30s i'm like a child and uh, although i haven't actually got tiktok so maybe i'm not that bad but uh, <laughs> little like 30 45 second shot in portrait uh video clips they're all over the place and they they're really engaging if you get like a you know say a good bit of music that sort of draws you in some fast edits from fast cuts from like oh yeah whip to jump to skid to whatever oh yeah i can't i can't help myself it's like catnip it is it is isn't it yeah especially if the talent's on point Mm. you can have a really cinematic masterpiece but if you've got substandard talent Mm -hmm. it's uh you know not quite as not it's not quite as engaging yeah. but 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 then on the other hand if you've got really really good talent but you're a beginner videographer then you're 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 in the money really, right okay yeah because people are going to keep watching your content yeah and as long as you so I, generally i would say if you're a videographer and you're looking to make mountain bike edits and you're a bit ropey and you're getting into it find you know a mate who is a really quite a 
talented rider mm. and, and quite enjoys being filmed and having pictures taken of himself and that sort and of thing. And having to repeat over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. And just shoot with them regularly. And then that way you can, you know, you can both progress together, mm-hmm. you can progress as riding, you can progress your filmmaking, and th- th- generally it's a nice symbiotic relationship you can both share. I've been eating a thesaurus. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll move on from, so we've worked out how we're going to start. We're going to either make a, a three-minute sort of film for YouTube or we're going to make some quick snappy things for IG Reels or TikTok. I must say, before before moving on, just just briefly, I have to air my frustration oh. with uh, the modern age uh, portrait stylings of Instagram. It, yeah, it, it drives me up the wall. Does it? It does. It really does. I I just I, you know. I'm a, I'm a bit of an old dog, and I like I like I like the classic sixteen by nine. You can't go wrong. With yeah, that. yeah. Or he go, you know, one step further and go for the super anamorphic look, the cinematic. I like a cinematic piece, and yeah, that doesn't work on it reels. No, well, no, it does. It does. It can do. Okay. It can, it, I, well, it can. It you know, you can't not make a cinematic portrait piece. Mm-hmm. I just it's personal preference for me right. at the end of the day. Okay, that's all. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. All <laughs> before your time. Um, well, uh, in the introductory bit, we were sort of talking, you know, talking gimbals and big cameras and all that sort of stuff. But I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, if you're starting out, you don't need loads of fancy kit. So can we make a little shred it with our phone? And if we do, is there anything to look out for? Is there any way of making it a bit better? Or oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I was growing up, you, you know, you know, you you flip phone. phone. Yeah, you had a potato phone. You had a Nokia, brick Nokia. Yeah. I, I actually had a, um, a Sony Ericsson at nice. one point, and they were like the high tech yeah, yeah, video yeah. cameras. You know, um, I mean, quite shocking to look back at that footage mm. now, but it was uh, state of the art of the day. Mm. And it even had inbuilt editing software from memory. Huh. You could edit on that phone. Yeah. I mean, that's that just comes as standard on most phones these days. That's the thing. I mean, you know, you're you're standard whether you've got an iPhone or a. Mm. I don't know Samsung or Huawei or whatever it is. Most of these cameras and they have actually quite good video camera tech built in. Yeah, and an editing software sort of already in it, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, like we've all got phones, don't we? Mm. At the end of the day, and if you don't want to spend loads of money on a camera, then maybe just spend a bit more on your phone. And they, you know, the iPhone, iPhone twelve, for example, has got a fantastic camera on it, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's brilliant image quality. Will that shoot to sort of your your 1080 or whatever it is on YouTube these days? I'm not entirely sure because I don't actually own an iPhone myself. Yeah. I'm a bit of a cheap. They do film when it like comes to flashy, very yeah, of- high res. Yeah. some high res files. Yeah, so I would say t- 1080. Um, possi- I want to say maybe 4K, but I could, right. I could be lying. Could be lying. Could be yeah, lying. Could, That's all right. That's wrong. all right. Have a look at your phone's uh, instruction manual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at my But basically, the, the point being that a modern phone will be a modern, good enough I quality. think if, if you're um and an ah and about whether to get a camera or if your phone's good enough and you're just getting started and you've never made a video in your life, yeah. take your phone. It's, well, and if you've got a GoPro, same thing, take your GoPro. It yeah. doesn't matter if you can't change lenses. If you've got an idea, and you, a fun idea, and you just want to have fun, you're not getting too crazy straight off the bat, take it. Like, just, cool. you know... What about those um, clip-on little lenses you can get for iPhones and, and other makes are available? Completely forgot about all that. Do you think yeah. those are worth exploring? Because you get like fisheye ones, and fisheye is quite a cool little... Yeah, very skater boy vibes yeah. down the skate park. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. I would say that's worth looking into. I mean, they're only like 30, 40 quid potentially for actually probably quite a good one as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Big money saving options. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, if you've got an, an arsenal of yeah small clip-on lenses for your phone, then you can expand the visual potential of your edit that you've just shot on a phone. Cool. All right. Um, maybe down the line, if we have time, we'll talk about slightly more high-tech setups, you know, whether you've got mm. DSLRs or, yeah. you know, your gimbals and all that sort of <clears> stuff. But um, let's let's move on to, we touched on it briefly, the pre-production stage, because it's all very well being, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out and film and, you, you know, run out. And I've done it in the past when I've been you know, taking photos or making mm. little clips and stuff. You run out of like, oh, uh, let's shoot on this. And then you shoot it and it looks... Looks a little bit shit. <laughs> and actually, I think the pre-production stage, if you're going to be serious about this, actually planning what you're going to shoot, where you're going to shoot it, who you're going to shoot, mm, mm. and maybe looking at a weather forecast. Yes. Oh, Probably yes. Probably quite a good idea, right? Probably quite a good idea, yeah. Um, although saying that, I once shot a, a, a three, I think it was about a three-minute long video uh, that I put on Pinkbike and I called it Grime Time. I called it Grime Time because it was grimy. Okay, not because you're a big fan of not MBUK because I'm a big fan of MBUK's Grime, Grime Time segment. No, but yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I definitely am. Oh, I am you. very avid. But this was before. This was before that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, it was a very, very rainy and mouldy day. You know, like there was mist in the air constantly, and it was like that for three days solid. Mm-hmm. And we were filming for three days solid because it was so bad the conditions were mm. so 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 bad but i must have been like 16 15 16 at the time and that video did like 5000 views on pink bike huh. and um i was pretty pleased with that yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. my age at the time i was well happy and i shot that on my dslr yeah a real basic gimbal setup and yeah, yeah the weather was bad but i think we i think we waterproofed the camera by wrapping it in a literal sandwich bag and mm. some duct tape nice so yeah don't let the weather stop you. Right, well, Don't let the weather stop you. Put that. it in a sandwich bag. <laughs> sandwich bags and duct tape. Well, that's, um, we're not going to look at the weather forecast. No, 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 no. no. Well, well, no, we, we look at we'll it. Look at it helps. Well, it, hel- yeah. it definitely helps. I mean, this is you're you're asking this question to the wrong videographer, really, because I'm <laughs> the most unorganized videographer there is in terms of pre-production. Your words, not mine. Lance. No, but well, I can tell you what needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got our weather forecast. We've had our idea. We've got our music. Um, let's assume that we've we've got a rider. Let's let's talk about yeah. locations. Um, yeah, locations very important. It's really important. You know, we we do a lot of shooting together, and you know, I've done a lot of photo shoots as well. And I'm guessing it's similar things all to do with lights and cameras and action and uh, shooting in dark woods, for example, terrible idea. But is shooting mm. somewhere super bright middle of middle of the day? You know, you've got to really think about where that, you're going to shoot. That can what the conditions are going to be like, right? Exactly, yeah. And, and shooting like yeah, like middle of the day, burning bright sunlight, no cloud cover, no tree cover, mm-hmm. can actually be just as bad as shooting in the darkest of dark, dingy woods. Yeah. I mean, for reasons such as if you're shooting on budget end kit, and more than likely you will be if you're just starting out. Um, you're not going to have uh, your light-saving things on your camera, like you know, f-stop, are going to be like a minimum on a DSLR, like with lenses, budget budget end lenses are going to be coming down to like an f4, right. and in dark woods, that's just a that's just a no-go. You're going to get grainy footage, un- super underexposed shots, and they're mm-hmm. going to be really hard to to grade later, and mm-hmm. really just not very watchable, very enjoyable clips. Okay. Um, and same with sharp, you know, bright, sunny, 
days like you're just going to be overexposed constantly mm-hmm. um you're not going to be able to achieve any nice shallow depths of field because you're going to be slamming your um your f-stop all the way up to like an f-22 just to keep the the light out right okay yeah um so yeah you got compromises really best times of the day to shoot is if it's if it's a burning hot sunny day no cloud cover you Mm -hmm. want to go early doors or late evening okay golden hour golden hour yeah that's the best time for color and soft light so you're not you know putting extremes onto your camera yeah okay and how how do you sort of Aside from the light thing, not going super dingy, not going super bright, how are you going to pick the trails to shoot on? Do you want to go for, say, starting out, is it easier to start on, say, some dirt jumps if you've got a mate who can throw some shapes? 100%, yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah, if you've got a talented rider and they're particularly fond of dirt jumping as well, definitely a place to start. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, going to the steepest of steep tracks Mm. uh, is fun, but you've got to be wary of, you know, time constraints get into those places mm-hmm. might have like a long slog before you're going to have to carry all your kit with you and most likely ride um i can't imagine your talent will just want to push his bike next to you whilst you walk up the hill so mm-hmm. um I'd, I'd bring a bike bring a bag put all your kit in the bag cycle to the spot and a dirt jump park is a great place to start because they're flat they've normally got a car park nearby so if you do want to leave some of your kit in the car and save some weight you just mm-hmm. do that and come back to it later mm-hmm. um yeah and and generally like surrounding all the these trails the the dirt jumps is, it's just normally quite flat i've got a s4p is my closest dirt jump place and uh they've got some pretty big big jumps up there but yeah surrounding it you can squeeze yourself in and tuck between each jump yeah you can really focus on getting your eye in and getting a a keen creative look to your shots mm-hmm. because you're not having to worry about your you know falling off a ledge yeah or you know running with a gimbal and tripping down a crevasse right. <laughs> of sorts yeah. so okay that's probably a yeah i i think you're right a dirt, dirt jump place or a skate park making skate park edits same thing mm-hmm. an easy place to do it. a nice easy place to start yeah let's assume none of your mates do dirt jumps am i right to think that maybe going and shooting some landscape based epic in on in torridon is possibly not a great place to start given that, you know, big wide open space, maybe only one track. Maybe would it be good to sort of go somewhere with a high density of of quite easy to ride, fast looking trails where you yeah. can just hop from one to the other? Yeah, like a bike park. Bike like, park. Like, yeah. Forest like, Dean, somewhere like that, for example. Yeah, 100%. Like you want to find uh, natural, <clears throat> natural tracks, you know, um, your local natural tracks are always a good shout. Mm-hmm. And if you know them, really well even better because then you're not faffing around looking for and hunting for the best shots the best positions to to hunker down and and get those angles in yeah because you already know the track and you know you would have known by now walking past you've spotted them a few times and gone oh that'd look really good Mm -hmm. right there i could get really low underneath that log and have someone you know scrubbing off the top of it yeah um and that sort of creative processes i find when i'm out for a ride personally in local areas i keep that in mind Mm -hmm. because and i look for features like that because you know one day i might come back and put one of those ideas to rest yeah okay let's talk music very quickly i know we touched on it earlier on um but any sort of basic ideas or theories or i you know sort of suggestions of how to 
A, how to sort of come up with the sort of music you want, whether you want some sort of like thrash metal or some like mm. drum and bass or something a bit more um, ethereal perhaps. And also, where do you get music from? Can I just uh, get my CD player out and play a bit of Jar Rule down the back and uh, have that sort of coming oh, in? I mean, if you're not, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... At the end of the day, it's preference, isn't it? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, I feel like there's a general vibe with mountain bike uh, edit music. Mm-hmm. Um, going from past to present to future, it's it's all generally been pretty samey mm-hmm. in terms of the genre and the vibe. And, you know, you could have, yeah, some lo-fi hip-hop for some slow-mo dirt jumping sort mm-hmm. of style of edits, or you can have some thrashy punk... Uh, fast and loose style edit, you know, totally freehand, no gimbals, erratic zooms. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the music's definitely a big one. It's definitely important. And I found in the past when starting out myself, I would quite often pick the music track first Yeah, because it would give me inspiration. And quite often the song would give me the idea mm-hmm. and it would help create an idea. Have you ever made a, uh, a shred it to uh, Sail by A1 Nation? No, I haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> I think you're the only person who hasn't. Um, there are sort of rights issues with putting there commercial are. music out there. So there, there, really there are. are a lot of places where you can get free music that you're you know, rights-free or whatever. Where, where yeah. do you find it? So there are there are loads of um, sites out there. You know, you've got Artlist. That's quite a big one. Artlist? Artlist, yeah. Um, we use Soundstripe here at mm-hmm. Bike Radar. Um uh, yeah, there are loads, and generally you can get them on quite a cheap subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes even a free subscription if you're not using them non-commercially. Okay, and then I guess in this case we are. Yeah, but yeah, so like if you really, really want to use big hitting, you know, songs that are well known in the charts, kind of thing, mm-hmm. I would strongly recommend against it, unless you want your video muted on YouTube later. Yeah, you're, you're a lovely little flashy project that's cut to the beat and it looks awesome mm. and then suddenly it's got no sound to it it's a song unavailable and song unavailable just a bit amateur exactly yeah. so i would avoid doing that unless you can physically get permission mm-hmm. from the artist from awol nation from awol nation directly um you know i'm sure they they're, they're happy to slap that song around by now <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be anyway <laughs> other it's got to make a comeback. Songs it's got to make a comeback at some point. Yeah. <laughs> in isolation, it's not a terrible track. It's not. I like it. <laughs> it's I just been mean. overused. Yeah. overused. Okay. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's assume that, you know, you're not using your iPhone, but you are lucky enough to have some sort of basic yeah. DSLR or like a handheld camera. Yeah. Can you very quickly, and probably not, talk us through some basic camera settings or is there anything like... How would you sort of set it, set it up to go from the off? Okay, you well... Know, what, how many uh, FPSs and all that sort of stuff? Oh, right, what yeah, okay. So, mean? well, the human eye sees in 24 frames per second, wow. which is why in the movies they tend to shoot in 24 frames per second, okay. with the exception of uh, Saving Private Ryan, I think, which... Um, oh, no, actually, tell a lie. I think that's the shutter speed. They, sh- they up the shutter speed for a more erratic kind of like huh. you know dizzying approach yeah. to give you to it's it pe- people do it for um you know creative reasons to make right. you feel sick to make you feel like you're drunk if you see shutter speeds that have been rolled down and frame rates that have been rolled down and and there's like a uh 
like a motion blur effect and it's steppy and it's laggy. It's like people normally do that when the character's been given drugs or right, okay. a drink or something yeah, like yeah. that. And we're not, we're cool. not doing any of that in our show. We're not doing any of that. But if you want to start right at the clean. basics, yeah, you, you want to start, but you want to be shooting on, um, and it's all personal preference at the end of the day. If you want something that looks more natural, I'll be aiming for 24 to 25 frames per second, mm -hmm. or 30. 30 frames is fine too. Yeah. Um, 60 frames per second, people quite like. I personally am not a big fan because I find it a bit too smooth. Mm -hmm. uh, in all honesty, if it's your first time, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Right, okay. I really wouldn't worry just, about it too much. Could you just shoot much. in auto effectively then? You could shoot in auto if you wanted right. to, yeah. Most auto settings on basic cameras these days are pretty good. As long as you're watching out for those extremes we talked about previously, shooting in too darker uh -huh. places, too brighter places for budget end cameras, they will struggle. So can we just basically just use like the, the base settings on your DSLR? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You can, you know, so yeah, like I was saying, you if it's your first time and there's a lot to get your head round and you can you can teach yourself everything on YouTube these days. Mm. If you want to learn in-depth settings for your camera, you'll be able to find it on YouTube, no matter the camera, probably. And um, so make that a priority to learn in the long term, but I wouldn't have said it's necessarily the most important thing when you're starting out. Most okay. important thing is focusing on um, just getting your eye in, getting your creative eye in. Mm -hmm. I, I, I focused when I was growing up, I'm more focused on camera movement. So I never really updated my camera body or my camera glass. And I bought more things like camera cranes and sliders and jibs oh, okay. and stuff like that. Because I was really interested in cinematic camera movements. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, you know, crane movements are really nice because it's almost like, like I barely use mine any now. I still got it for, like, sentimental reasons. But oh. drones can do yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that and more you know those style of shots mm. so um but that's a drones is a whole nother subject a whole for a whole nother, nother subject, day yeah, so absolutely. but yeah no i would say if you if you're starting out yeah if you want natural aim around the 24 to 30 mm -hmm. frames per second if you want um to, if you want to use a lot of slow-mo unlock the 100 frames 60 frames per second is good for slow-mo as well mm -hmm. and then 100 frames 120 frames per second if your camera's got that it's banging for it banging absolutely banging nice. Okay. We've got the camera set up. We've got our music. We've got our location. We've got our rider. It's not pouring down with rain. You're feeling inspired by AWOL Nation. Um, how do you pick your camera angles? What's Whenever I take photos of bikes, they always look rubbish because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Generally, you uh, want to be wary uh, of the 180 degree rule, I think, okay. which is basically... You're trying to, unless you're going for a particular creative look, you're avoiding, and we do this at Radar all the time and, and you know, have corrections. We have to go back and change clips and stuff. So basically, if, if the bike's coming in from the screen, from your screen, right to left down the hill, yeah, the next clip should be the opposite or a head-on clip huh. or from above. Basically, you want to be as versatile, you want to be as versatile with those camera angles as you can be, the more versatile and the more angles you get, the more watchable it is. Okay. And the more likely people are going to stick around and see it to the end. Yeah. If your shots start to look a bit too repetitive, like I said, rider comes in from the right off a, a stump, then the next shot is your rider plowing through a steep rooty section, but it's also from right to left. And then the next one's the rider sending a big jump and it again, right to left. Suddenly people find that quite okay. jarring. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you want to mix it up 
keep it fluid and really utilize the hill think of think of different angles um which is easier said than done because like i said if you're trying to avoid bright sun Mm. sometimes shooting in you want to shoot away from the sun generally Mm -hmm. you don't want to shoot towards the sun again unless you're going for like a a silhouetted Mm. or like lens flary style shot and sometimes they work really well but general rule of thumb is you shoot away from bright bright lights Mm -hmm. because you want to avoid overexposure and that sort of thing and you want your subjects to be well lit so you want to shoot from the side they're being lit from mm-hmm. the source of the sun um so yeah sometimes easier said than done but going out that's what i would say think of your angles and utilize the most okay. versatile set are we getting nice and low and sort of like bringing the camera up as a rider approaches or nice static do we want to move around or static shots can work quite well uh, again i think it comes down to your overall vision of mm-hmm. the video and your song choices if you pick something quite erratic maybe stay away from gimbals static shots with lots of zooming um and quick whip pans that sort of thing a mm-hmm. little bit of camera shakes fine you could even run jog walk with the camera a little bit mm-hmm. if you wanted to um and again if you've got something a bit more low building uh, a bit more uh, dramatic and epic go for maybe like a cheapo gimbal style shot okay um and uh, yeah, some really nice smooth, smooth motions, yeah. slow mo, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah. um, gimbals—they're the things that keep everything nice and steady. And they are. How, uh, can you get a gimbal for your mobile phone? How much does a yeah. gimbal cost? You know, what, what are we talking about? Is that? Would you say that that's one of the most important secondary items for making a cool film? Uh, secondary item? Hmm. No, sound. Okay. Sound, I would say. Like a clip sound, on mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, you know, your camera, your ba- you, you know, your basic camera setup. Yeah. Uh, forget gimbals, forget jibs and rigs and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. and drones. Sound is your next best friend right, okay. because if you've got good sound with good video, have you ever tried to watch a horror film with the music turned off? Don't like horror films. I know. Yeah, you don't like films. Don't like films. Yeah. <laughs> Short attention span. That's why I like yeah. reels. Yeah. Well, if you've ever watched a film with uh, a horror film with the, with the sound turned off, it's generally not very scary at right. all. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah. you turn it on, and suddenly you're terrified. Brown trouser time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sound is very important, and people take it for granted in movies yeah. and movie making in general. So, I would maybe get yourself. Uh, a decent top mic to go okay. on your camera. Yeah. That would be the next thing for me. Cool. So you can hear the sounds of the wheels, the sounds of the bike, sounds of the trail being slayed yeah. underneath the rider yeah. to keep the stoke levels high. Ah, and this is the next the next question. Oh. I, I've been on the riding end of a lot of videos and photos over the past nine years. Mm. And there are times when the stoke is not high, mm-hmm. when I've been asked to ride something that I don't like. Not bike-wise, but, you know, like a bit of trail that's just horrible. And it usually, like, certainly this happens more, I guess, on the photo side of things. Like, often those, like, real, like, just... Drop to flats. Just stuff that doesn't flow or doesn't ride very nice. And you ride mm-hmm. over and you just think, oh, I've just ridden like an absolute bag of spanners. And then you look at the photo and you're like, that looks sick. Um, but there have been certainly times when the stoke has not been high as the model. So how do you keep, you know, your rider feeling good, looking good, and enjoying themselves because if they're not doing that then they're never gonna it's that's gonna translate onto the screen yeah well <clears throat> at Harry the end Bo, of the day lots of haribo and coca-cola lots keep them sugared haribo. up yeah keep 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 those sugar sugar well no maybe not though because you don't want a sugar crash yeah. you don't want a sugar crash stay away from the sugar crash i mean 
I would actually just drink as much Monster. And <laughs> you would drink, yeah. yeah. You'd be on Monster from like six in the morning. Anyway. Yeah, drink Monster all throughout the shoot and make sure you've got Metallica <laughs> into Sandman playing in the background. Excellent. As everyone likes to joke around here. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> how, do you, how, how do you keep your riders stoked? How do you keep them enjoying Oh, yes. It? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, generally, I mean, it happens to... It happens to the videographer quite a lot as well. I'll I'm not interested in you. you yeah, you've no, got, you've right. got a job to do. Yeah, yeah. What about the rider? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going from the perspective of fun, right? Yeah. And then if you're getting halfway through your fun project and you start to lose motivation, that's not so fun. Yeah, okay. But you can bounce off each other, you know, if you've got a good riding buddy and you get a, you get a good shot. Say you get a good shot of them mm-hmm. taken off like a, I don't know, 20, 30 foot jump or something and they get nice as, and tight. As we regularly do, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, and you know and it, it's genuinely a wicked shot mm. uh, even if it's not hype them up yeah. be the hype man share you know, the they, love a bit yeah share the love tell them they did a good, a good job you know um, just just uh, you know if you need to do the shot again because you didn't quite catch it fine but make sure to tell the rider that they did a good job and you know you know, if if you if you if you made a mistake, just own up to it. Just say you made a mistake and yeah, shoot yeah. it again, kind of thing. Or if you think they could hit it a little bit better, then then just you know, say it in a nice way. But yeah. but but for the most part, you want to be the hype man. Mm-hmm. You want to keep them hyped up, and I quite enjoy showing them what I've just shot because mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably a really easy way to boost morale halfway through. You know, the three o'clock slump. Yeah, and your. Uh, yeah, you're, you're towards the end, and that's when you you know that's when you want to be working your hardest, essentially, because mm-hmm. you've been yeah you've been working hard all day, but you can't let it slip towards the end because yeah. that's when people are start to drop off your videos. So you want to be working hardest towards the end of your videos. So when you're feeling that slump, you got to really dig deep, dig deep, ramp it up, dig deep, ramp it up, become hype man, whoop, holler, cheer, yeah. um, show show your your talent, what you've been filming. Hopefully that'll hype them up to try even harder. Mm-hmm say or maybe look back and go oh, i can do that better yeah if you show them what you've just filmed they might look at it and go that was good but i can do better yeah, and yeah. then you might get a better shot out of it as well so day three of bike of the year shoot yeah that's where all the uh, whooping and hollering and <laughs> harry bow and monster and <laughs> enter sandman comes out yeah <laughs> we've exactly. been there <laughs> exactly cool all right so um we've got all we've got everything done yep we shot We've got our cameras sorted. We've got some great shots. We've picked some nice angles. Yeah, our rider's been stoked all day, and we've drunk numerous cans of Monster. Post production is the bit that I would always imagine is like really dull, like the getting your files onto computer, mm. going through like whatever yeah. the equivalent of Photoshop is for videos. What's the what software are you using? What is there any free software that you know if you don't want to invest in? whatever it is you use you know <clears throat> let's talk about that side of things okay well there's plenty of free software out there and again if you're just quickly i'll touch on this if you're editing straight off your phone and you're the kind of uh, amateur videographer that wants to start using the phone you'll have video editing software on your phone most mm-hmm. likely and if you don't there'll be an app you can download to to do to do so cool um it's, they're every it's everywhere these days but, but um back in my day Back, in my, Back in my day. I'm not even that bloody <laughs> yeah, old. 22 or something. 28. Oh, really? 22. <laughs> but yeah, no, well, you know, when I was growing up, yeah. I'll say that, that, sound, that makes me sound less granddaddy and more. <laughs> so yeah, when I was growing up, you had free software on your computer, mm. whether you had a Windows or a Mac, you had iMovie, if you had a Mac, or you'd have, yeah, um, 
Windows Movie Maker if you had a, a Windows computer. And they all come as free, I think. I'm pretty sure they did. It's all built in. Yeah, it's all built in stuff. It's like GarageBand, isn't it, and all the rest. So <clears throat> those are great tools to use if you want to get started and you want to get to learn the basics, you know, putting your clip on a timeline, cutting it into out where which part of the clip you want to use particularly, playing with speed ramping, um, you know, which is basically slowing or speeding your footage up. Um, real, like, basic editing techniques. And then once you feel like you're comfortable with it and you want to progress, you could sign up to a subscription, you know, an, an Adobe subscription and get uh-huh. um, Premiere Pro, which is uh, what I use. I use Premiere Pro. I've always used basically like Pro. the industry standard software to use? It's an industry standard software okay. to use. I would say it's probably one of the most popular ones out there. There are others. You've got like Final Cut. There's Avid. Uh, that one's a, probably a bit more, um, you know, blockbuster movie style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you know, yeah, um, Netflix, you know, Netflix creators and filmmakers throughout life, documentary filmmakers, all use Adobe Premiere right. Pro and the creative crowd, the creative cloud suite that comes with it. Yeah. you know, like After Effects and all the rest of it. Okay, but yeah. Something like that. One thing that I always hear you, uh, all the video team, yourself, Felix, Robin, and uh, Matt talk about is color grading. And I don't know what this is. What is color grading? Is it important? Do you have to do it? Or can you just, yeah. yeah. Mm. What, what, what's the deal with that? Well, when you take a photo for radar, yeah. and you're put, say you're putting something on first look Friday and you take a photo of yeah. something, do you just take the photo yeah. in JPEG? Yeah. And send it over and yeah. slap. So you don't put it in Photoshop or anything like that. Personally, no. No. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Much to the chagrin sure. of my colleagues, <laughs> um, this is a whole new world for me. I've tried yeah. desperately to use Photoshop, and I, I well, you've just, you've shot some pack shots for us before. I just don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. Um, so no. I I I yeah. I use um, Preview on ah. Apple uh, on my Mac. And I can resize in preview. And ah. that's as far as I go. I use the white balance tool on my camera. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. There you go. Sometimes. That's a, that's a key remember. skill. Yeah, that's a key skill. Oh, yeah. So maybe like, actually, that's a good point to touch on, really. If you've got an auto white balance feature on your camera, right. which most cameras do, yeah, in fact, yeah. all cameras do, um, I would make sure you've got that selected um, if you're a beginner because getting the you know the room temperature or the, mm. the the temperature outside the color temperature basically you don't want it to look too blue or too hot mm-hmm. um you want it to look somewhere in the middle and um you know whether it's summer or winter or you could be shooting under tungsten lights at night and all these different lighting things come into play so mm. stick it in auto white balance if you're a beginner best best way okay. to go sorry just had no. to bring it back there no that's great that yeah important. yeah yeah um, but so color grading is that linked to that Yes, so you know, it, it say for instance, you did get your white balance wrong and you didn't have auto white balance on, uh-huh. and your clip looked quite cold. There would be things you'd be able to do to correct that in post. Um, you probably, generally, you want to get it as correct as you can in camera. Otherwise, you're going to make yourself, you're going to have a much, a much harder job right. correcting the color later in post. So, um, I, I guess, you, are you using? That color grading to ensure continuity across, you know, because a, a shoot might take a whole day yeah. to get a, a five-minute video. Yeah. So the light's going to change throughout the, the day. The light will change throughout the so day. Yeah. So basically, you want to use consistency. So the the jersey looks the same color as it did throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. You, you you're going to mm. use your color grading tools to essentially 
correct any uh, imbalances in your exposure, mm-hmm. in your color, in your color temperature. Like I said, the the uh, white balance, mm-hmm. um, and then boost your saturation a little bit, get a little bit more vibrancy going on. Um, drop your shadows, you know, mm. up your highlights, your whites, your blacks, and it, there's a it's, that's a whole nother. It could it could almost be a whole nother podcast in I, itself, you know. It's, I don't think it'd be quite as interesting. I don't think so either. I think people would drop off almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's funner than you think it is if you've got the time to sit there and properly lean into it. Right, it's like editing a photo in Photoshop, basically. If you've ever taken a raw photo, which is really really flat and or, or even a jpeg and you've just stuck it in photoshop you can you can muck around with it mm. for hours mm. and hours and hours and hours and it's the same with video editing you're just sure. mucking around with a video clip for hours and hours and hours cool but yeah i would say is important if you're going for like a, a a really creative looking video but if you're a beginner wouldn't worry about it so much nice. just like maybe make some basic tweaks yeah, yeah like yeah. before yeah okay right the last topic that we want to talk about is titles, uploads, and thumbnails. So this, so, is, this is the bit that stresses me out the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, <clears> if you're doing a reel, you're not going to need to uh, give it a title or a thumbnail. But if you're going into the world of YouTube, you're going to need to make sure that people actually want to watch the video. Yeah. And that's done by making sure the title is engaging and uh, interesting, mm-hmm. um, not just like Barry riding his bike. No. Don't call it that. Yeah. Uh, I ain't going to watch it. And the thumbnail, get a cool thumbnail going on. So how do we how do we do all this? Generally, I think um, coming up with a title, again, coming back to the beginning, coming up with a title can sometimes help bring your vision to life and give you sort of like a an extra boost with coming up with uh, ideas and inspirations for shots and stuff throughout mm-hmm. your video. If you've got a you know a general idea on what your vision is towards the start of the pre-production process before you start actually shooting the video if you've got a title then that's great like mm-hmm. even a rough title because um, then that can help you solidify your, your your overall vision and then later when it comes to actually coming up with your title you've got you've got a base layer you can mm. start on um, but yeah you want to make sure it's grabbing you want it to be snappy you want keywords seo is a thing mm-hmm. so search engine optimization exactly so you want to be picking key words for instance, I guess mountain bike would be a very key word. Yeah. So um, maybe not put that in the title, but pop it in your description on the first uh, couple okay. of lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you want your video title to be called mountain bike. Yeah. Which, if you want, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. My, me and my mountain bicycle. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so title, title is quite important. But more importantly, I would say over the the title if not as in, if as important if not maybe more important yeah. is the thumbnail you want a nice poppy image you want something you know if you've got your mate doing so say say your mates can pull a few tricks out the bag and on the day you take a photo of him doing a trick yeah like even if he's up. only got what yeah a little x up little um 180 whatever wow. a manual a man manuals a, a nice You've easy got one talented isn't it? friends <laughs> <laughs> then get a snap of that you know bit of mo- bit of motion blur in the background that sort of thing something that looks um actiony yeah maybe a bit of fisheye on there yeah a bit of fisheye action something like that 
Can you can you get a thumbnail from a screen grab, or does it have to be? Do you have to take a you can a picture as well? No, you can. I mean, we, we've done that uh, a few times. Normally, if we've forgotten to take <coughs> a thumbnail on the day, but um, the weather got bad. The weather got bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. No, generally, like that, that would be so. Yeah, working on radar videos, bike radar videos. That's we'll take a DSLR with us, and we'll mm. we'll that'll be on our attire for the day. Mm-hmm. We'll get all our shots done and our you know GoPro and all the rest of it, and then. At some point throughout the day, where it seems sensible to do so, location and trail permitted, we'll get a thumbnail. Yeah, um, and nice and clean, sharp. Generally, a shallow depth of field shot works quite well, separating your subjects from the background. Okay. So your subjects nice and sharp, and the background's really blurred out. Um, you want your subjects to be wearing light coloured clothes in general. It, if they're in a dark mm. location, you want them to be wearing light coloured clothes. This mm-hmm. is something you should think about generally for filming. It's the outfit. Yeah, if you are going to be shooting in d- dark woodlands, you don't want to be. You don't want your talent to wear dark clothes. You want yeah. them to wear bright clothes. If you're going to be shooting outside in the bright sunlight. You want them to be wearing black or browns. You know that sort uh, okay. of thing because that yeah. absorbs the light. You're not going to have more problems with overexposure yeah. and them disappearing into the background because they're wearing a green hoodie against a. You know, a tree, a tree, or like you know, a, a field of bracken. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, same goes for your thumbnail. You want something that pops. You want something that says, "Look at me." So, yeah, um, shallow depth of field, action packed. Uh, yeah, something that just really, really grabs you. you know? Yeah, cool. Okay. Well, I think uh, obviously, the, I think every single section that we talked about today, we could go into absolute minute detail. Yeah, if you, we could, wanted you to. could pick through it with a fine tooth comb quite easily, but but we're not going to do that, nope, because we've been chatting for fifty minutes, and that's probably enough. Yep, I've got a video to edit, and you've got a video, <laughs> and I've got I've got some words to type. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I, I think that's been really really interesting, and um, hopefully, you know, if you are looking at making a little mountain bike film, or you know, we can translate a lot of this to road bikes as well. Yeah, um, hopefully, there's been some use, and if you aren't interested in doing any of that, hopefully, it's been interesting enough to listen to anyway. Because, yeah. well, if you've got this far, you'll listen to all of it regardless. Yeah. So, well done, you. And if you don't know what a World Nation sale is... Well, I'll ask the uh, our podcast <laughs> producer to put a little rights-free clip of it over the top. Because <laughs> 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 you will have heard it many times. Yes. Um, but, yeah, thank you ever so much, Max, for your time and uh, your insight. It's been really interesting. And uh, thank you for listening to the White Rider podcast. As ever, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Share it with your friends, especially if they want to go and make little shreddits. Uh, and if you've got any questions or comments, whether it's uh, suggestions for the podcast we could record, or, of course, any tech Q&A questions, don't forget to email us at podcast at bikeradar.com. We do keep an eye on that inbox. But thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 